Welcome to the Conversations Podcast. This is Married People 2024, Session 3. We do three sessions. This is the third one. I am Sean Stover, joined with my beautiful wife, Christina. <laughs> Couldn't see if you were going to remember that. It's I was. <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to add to beautiful or just stop at that. Well, sometimes I say he'll say something like, we should go camping. I'm like, oh, that's your other wife. And yeah, Taylor, Taylor loves when I call her beautiful in um, um, live. It's not my favorite. It's yeah, it's not her favorite. Yeah. Well, Taylor and Jose are with us. The lovely Taylor <laughs> Abaroa, not <laughs> really beautiful, and the amazing Jose. So we're here and we're talking about agape, which is the third word that we've covered. And we're looking at God's love for us and descriptors of those ways that He loves us, and then if we receive that well, if we understand God's love, we can then share it with our spouse and love them that way. And so we had hased, uh, which is kind of this attachment kind of love. Uh, we had debak last week, and Jose and Taylor led the session around that. It's this idea that we're going to stick together through the highs and lows. And then today is agape, a word maybe you might be more familiar with. I certainly was, but it is sacrificial love. So Jesus loved us sacrificially to the point of dying for mm -hmm. us on the cross. And we're to receive that as an amazing free gift. But then we need to learn to love others, particularly our spouse, with that same kind of sacrificial love where it costs us something. So we've been talking about that tonight in the group, and now we're going to get a chance to do this podcast and talk more about it. Abaroas, any thoughts on the session? Yeah, I think one thing to that end that we are familiar with agape in our relationship with Jesus, mm -hmm. and it also, I think, increases my appreciation for what Jesus did because it is so hard. To, to have unconditional love for somebody. Mm -hmm. And no other relationship uh, exposes that as much as marriage. Christina, you talked about how easy it could be to, to sacrifice for your kids, yeah. but how difficult it is yeah. to sacrifice for your spouse. And I was talking to a couple uh, before the session, how when you sacrifice for your spouse, it blesses your kids. But when you sacrifice for your kids, it does not right. bless your spouse. Oh, right. Good word. So there, there's a good opportunity here to bless so your true. kids kids by investing in, in, in your marriage. Yeah, we had a pastor in our in college that said, you know, the best way to love your kids is to love your spouse first. And I think that it sounds really great, but to do that is is really hard sometimes. And it goes back to that sacrificial ways to love, the agape love. I think I should just try to be as whiny and needy as our kids are, and maybe you'll see me over there in the corner throwing a fit. I, I don't uh, think that's a good That's not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just I, for the record. Thanks for clarifying. And I think you said something really neat in, in my own words, how important it is first to connect to that love from God mm -hmm. so that then we can overflow mm -hmm. or at least that love flows out towards our spouse or, you know, then to our kids and families. And so really we, there's like a shift that has to happen of receiving that to be able to give that. Is it? Romans fifteen thirteen may the God of hope fill you with all peace and joy that you may overflow. So that's the key there, overflowing. It's not, I'm not looking to Sean to meet my needs, but get that fullness and completeness from the Lord and then overflow. But then sometimes that overflow, I've got to figure out, man, some of the things I'm doing are hurtful. And because I am, I'm a I'm an external processor, and I don't, I don't want to use that as an excuse, but I often do that. Well, you know, and you'll tell me that hurt you. 
And I'll just say, well, it's because of who I am. You should love me instead of looking at my inward self and saying, how, man, how can I look at myself and be more like Jesus? You said a lot of good stuff there. I think that idea that we do need to be filled uh, with God's love and we need to understand, like Taylor, you said, his sacrifice for us, because if in our head we understand it and if our heart we've received it, then we really do have the foundation to to do this sacrificial love for somebody else because it's an overwhelming gift, the idea that he died for us. Mm -hmm. And uh, it puts into perspective when I don't want to help you make charcuterie cups because I feel like I deserve a nap. You put her on Instead, the spot. Uh, you put her on the spot. I, I was ready to see what was going to come next. So, Well, yeah. I, I literally, we're preparing for this message and I'm thinking what I really want to do is this, but what I'm called to do is sacrifice what I want to do for the sake of our team, mostly for our marital team. You know, it, it's not just sacrificing for you. I need to care about our marriage. I need to be for our marriage. And there, there are things we'll do for a team that we're a part of. Disciplines we'll have or exercises we'll do or preparation that we'll put ourselves through uh, because we want the team to succeed. Well, our marriage is a team. It's the most significant team you're ever going to be on. What are we willing to do to sacrifice? Well, for the record, I would. I didn't even know that you were internally having this sort of battle. I didn't tell you. I just did I'm it just inside. saying your heart yeah. showed otherwise and you served me very well and you actually brought in Colt and it just ended up being this really amazing 20 minutes of I felt very loved and seen and valid. Yeah. So thank you. Wow, man, all that from some cups. I really like that example because early on in marriage, I remember recognizing I'm very selfish. Mm -hmm. I want to do things my way. I want to do the things that I want to do. And Taylor is not jumping on board. (laughs) We're not on the same page. And then I did something really sneaky. And and it it took further years, later years for me to realize. But but I was trying to show her how selfless I was and try to tell her, hey, look, I I laid this down and and I didn't do this. and, And I did this for you when I wanted to do that. And that is still so selfish. Mm-hmm. It you sounds know? like a, a sermon that was preached today yeah, about humility. Yeah, maybe may fresh on my mind, but the, but the point, <laughs> That's good, the point yeah. is, is that marriage humbles us. Yeah, because you have to deal. Uh, one of the guys on the on the video said you have to deal not only with your own sin, but you now have to deal with another sinful person. Yeah, and it, it's it, it's hard. I loved the, I can't remember his name, but I really enjoyed part of the video. And those that didn't get to see it, there was a guy that was talking about in, what's the first Corinthians 13, or is it, um, love is patient, love is kind. And he started putting his name in those where love is. And I just started thinking, wow, that is so strong. That is very convicting. Christina is patient. Christina is kind. Those are really... That's a hard verse to put your name and insert and become all those things because we can't. I think that's why there is grace. And thank you for extending grace a lot in our marriage. That's a part of it too, right? Our team, we have to extend each other grace. The, yeah, I think the answers would be just so you know, it would be no, yes, (laughs) yes, yes, no, as I'm going through, uh, patient, uh, kind, yes, yeah, you know, hey, we're all, we're all learning and growing as we go. That idea, again, of remembering what Christ did, uh, he paid that price, that sacrifice, set that example, um, and we did not deserve it. 
That's right. the that's the other piece of that. Like, I don't deserve for you to love me mm-hmm. selflessly. I, I don't deserve for you to sacrifice for me. But you made a commitment mm-hmm. to do that. And uh, you do deserve it most of the time. But there are times when, you know, that's not, that's not mm-hmm. the prerequisite for sacrificing mm-hmm. for somebody else is whether they deserve it or not. Mm-hmm. Anything else stand out to you guys as you went through or discuss some of the exercises there? I think that... We touched on this last week, but talking just about differences mm-hmm. and how two very different people can marry each other. And the strength of that is complement each other really well. Yeah. Yet oftentimes there's that clashing or that separating in differences. And so I think that's always something to go back on. And even in our years of marriage, see the ones, hey, we've gotten better at this, or, oh, this we still need to work on. But you can kind of gauge and assess growth along the way. What are some of your IMA statements? My IMA statements? Yeah. I'm an internal processor. Mm-hmm. I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. I lean. I'm a truth-oriented person. <laughs> instead of, instead of instead grace. Of grace-oriented <laughs> person. Uh, I am more structured. Yeah. And what would you say? Yeah, that 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 last one hurts because I am not structured. <laughs> I'm circular and I like spontaneity. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's that's been one that I we have balanced each other out more. You become more spontaneous at times, and then I've been more uh, structured. Uh, you're also a planner, and you don't like to be rushed. That is true. And rush is all I know. Mm-hmm. I like to hurry, hurry, hurry. It is like, let's go and let's go full speed. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, your plan usually is done. we're going to fly by the seat of our pants. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if we go fast enough, we'll be able to take off and fly. <laughs> There's a statistical word uh, called a phrase called um, regression to the mean. And it says over time, most things that you're measuring end up moving back toward the average. I think it happens interpersonally as well. So Taylor, you even said I lean toward and I bet you lean further away from that early on, right? Mm-hmm. As, as marriage goes along, you know, you've learned you are an internal processor, but you've learned I need to sometimes share with Jose what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling. And then it may not all be put together yet, but I need to say it, you know, and Jose, you've learned I'm not really good at structure, but there are things I need to plan to create some safety for Taylor in this. And that's part of it. We end up we really do. We end up looking a little bit more like each other over mm-hmm. time. And mm-hmm. people say, look at that old couple. They look alike and they mm-hmm. act alike. Well, they've spent 50 years kind of catering to each mm-hmm. other in a way. They're sacrificing for each other. And that's that's a beautiful thing. Well, I think it's, it's living in the tension of both, right? You have taught me this. It's in the word, Jesus was grace and truth. He wasn't one or the other. And I think that's part of being married. I was this, I'm an external processor, I'm an extrovert, I love crowded tables, loud tables. So you have, I, you've given space for that. You've learned that that feeds me. And so then you are, have given me spaces to let me do that because you know it gives me joy and it rejuvenates me. And I think it's goes back to taking care of yourself. The great commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. When I'm whole, full, and healthy, I, I'm i okay with sacrifice because I want to make you a good... I am, I'm your teammate, and I want you to be successful. It's when I'm empty and exhausted that I'm, 
I don't want to sacrifice. You're saying something I think that's super significant, and that is that it doesn't mean we neglect ourselves, like sacrificing right. for somebody else. Actually, we do it way better when we have taken good care Correct. of ourselves, when yes. we have spent that time with the Lord, and we do have stuff in our tank to give. Well, then it's like, all right, I've got plenty here. Mm-hmm. I, I am ready to overflow. I want to sacrifice from this you place. You always say everything so much better than me. No, I'm just repeating back what you said. <laughs> no, I that's think good. empty, I like exhausted it. people don't serve well, and they don't sacrifice right. well. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. I love the model that I've seen you guys uh, show not only us, but but our whole community on Friday mm-hmm. nights oh, yeah. at those football games <laughs> when Christina is mm. shaking that cowbell. Yep. And Sean, you are at a mysterious spot at every You're at right. every point. You know, nobody and knows where. That's right. That's right. And and the fact that you guys are are still on the same team, rooting for your son who's who's out there on the field. Your sons, because this isn't the first time that I've seen you guys do that mm-hmm. these last few years. But that's a great model on how to yeah. how to do that really really well. Yeah. How to allow each other to have the space that they need so that you can really show up for your. Because there was a point in our marriage where. I wanted him to be more loud and would say, you don't know anybody and whatever. And and you too, you would be like, I just want you, can we blend in? And we went into this part of, I want you to be more like me. And instead going back and just what is true and pure and noteworthy, all the things that I love about you and saying, man, like I learned to play golf. Because I, golf is such a part of who you are and I love the game and I'm not good at it, but I don't, I say I love the game. I love the game because you love the game. It's yeah. very frustrating. It would be very sacrificial if you would let me win now that you play. <laughs> yeah, it's fair. not, now that you beat me, it's not as sacrificial. The, the verse that is said in Proverbs, it's talking about Solomon, who was the richest man who ever lived, a man who actually prayed for wisdom from the Lord. And he says this, if it costs you all you have, get understanding. Mm-hmm. And I just thought about that in light of the conversation we're having. If it costs you, what does it cost you to get understanding? Like when you really are truly mm-hmm. trying to, like y'all talked about emotional awareness last week or emotional connection and, and how to have a conversation that allows you to connect. And part of that is I've got to put my desire to be heard aside and I've got to be willing to listen. What are some things that cost you, you think, to get mm-hmm. understanding? The first that come, came to mind for me was time. <laughs> yeah. And as someone who likes to be efficient and likes to be responsible and get things done in my structure, um, you know, there's definitely been times and a lot of time that we've had to take to slow down to be mm-hmm. able to gain understanding of where the other person's coming from. What she's saying is it takes a lot of time to understand sometimes what I'm saying. That's exactly that's, what I'm that's saying. That's what yeah. you're saying. <laughs> you, um, you external processors, y'all got a lot of words y'all are yeah, throwing out yeah, there. That's right. Yeah. I'm going to get there. And when I do, <laughs> we'll, we'll have understanding. I think for me, similarly, um, it, 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 it's a sacrifice not only of, of time, making that time set apart, but, but also laying down my need to be right. Yeah. And, and my need to say, yeah, but but I got you on this one. On the other one, fine. I, I, I asked for forgiveness first, but this one, I was right. Mm-hmm. And that never ends well. Right. Mm-hmm. No, but that desire. So I think that's those are great things. It costs us time. It costs us the desire to be right. It costs us the opportunity to be heard. I want to be heard. I want my voice to be heard. It costs us some of what we think are our rights in the relationship 
I, I'm just bringing that up because I think understanding is a powerful thing in marriage. And I think to the extent that we seek to understand, then we have connection and intimacy. We have compassion for each other. And yet he, I just, I love that this guy, he said, look, it's going to, if it costs you everything you need to, that's how significant this is. I think there's another layer to that. That's very powerful. Someone said it in the video that, yes, you are my wife. But before that, you're actually a sister in Christ. Hmm. And before that, you're, you're the king's daughter. Hmm. So when you zoom out and you're not entitled to, you know, that thing, when, when, when I have God's perspective, when I pray to him, he loves you way more than I do. So when I said, okay, God, give me your grace for her. Give me your uh, love for her. Give me eyes to see her the way that you do in tense moments. That, that's a relief valve mm-hmm. that we can press as believers because the pressure is off of you mm-hmm. in, in, in whatever discussion that we're having. Yeah, I mean, I think it takes us back to God is in control. And Sean, as you were talking about gaining understanding, I was thinking how as I have grown in security in our marriage, mm-hmm how, you know, sometimes we don't always end on a resolve or a conclusion, but we can be okay with there being gray because we're still working out the process to get to that place of understanding. And I think that's important that, again, you know, goes back to the time piece of it taking time, but also allowing that to be space for there to be time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So valuable. Yeah, that's part of what the cost is. That's what the sacrifice looks like to have the kind of great marriage that you want to have. I think that at some point we've got to decide, is that person across from me that I'm married to, or are they more important than the issue that I'm stuck on mm-hmm. or the, the hill I'm trying to die on? And Jose, you said it well, if if I see my wife as a child of God, as a, as a, a daughter of the King, man, the value in her just escalates as opposed to just seeing her as a person that's my need meter. Um, and so how we look at each other is really important because it does determine how we interact with each other. Mm-hmm. The exercise in the book, just a couple more things in the podcast, uh, the 10, uh, the 10 intimacy needs. I don't know. I'm just curious how you guys thought about those. Christina, you said encouragement mm-hmm. and affection mm-hmm. were two of yours. So, I mean, if I tell you you're doing really good at kissing me, like <laughs> both of those, is that what I'm trying to do? <laughs> That's good. We we went through these at a marriage intensive that you and I went through, and it was interesting to just really dive into them and see, man, how many they asked us to to go back to even our childhood and what how we received from our you know parents, and I just think it's amazing that the Lord put those desires in us. And so to go through those, I think, is important. And share them with your spouse. This is a really great list for them to understand you. You talked about understanding, mm-hmm. and it's, it's more than understand that I like massages. It's Go deeper. You know what I mean? And that's what I love about this list. It's, it's a desire for somebody to be known. And like you were just saying, in conflict, it's, sometimes it doesn't even need solved. It's just about you hearing and listening to me and being seen and cared and shown compassion for. You said that God 
gave us these desires. I love that he goes so far as to say he wants to meet these desires. Right. Whereas I want yeah. to give you the desires of your heart. And he's not talking about the massage yeah. or the motorcycle. He's talking about these things mm-hmm. that are significantly yeah. planted inside us In our hearts. that he wants us to receive so that we can walk more as valued children of his. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me just read them out so we have them fresh on our minds. So the first is acceptance, affection, appreciation, Approval, we can think of that as blessing of another person. Attention, comfort, encouragement, respect, security, and support. And mm-hmm. I think that, you know, a lot of that can be in those formational years of our childhood. Mm-hmm. That, and also as seasons change yeah. and life changes, our needs shift. Absolutely. And so I remember Jose and I having this conversation about what our relational needs were maybe four or five years ago. And at the top of my list was support. And now as we have this conversation again tonight, it has shifted. And that was something that isn't a great need in the season that we're in. It's still a need. And I I need support at times. But as far as my top three to five, probably doesn't make the list. Well, when you had four kids under the age of five, I would think support (laughs) from everybody was a significant need. I think I had the record for fastest diaper change. (laughs) (laughs) I got got really, really good. But again, it it goes back to we have great intentions. And what we hope this is is good vocabulary for us to use. Same thing with the emotional attunement. It can seem mechanical. But at the very least, we're trying and we're falling in the right direction when we have these conversations. So um, I, I think for me, when I look at this list, approval from you specifically goes a whole uh, goes goes a long way. So when I have your approval, your blessing, your affirmation, that speaks to me in a way that you know I can receive approval from other people, but it's not the same as when it comes uh, from you. So that's another good distinguisher: is you you'll have some needs that maybe you. You'll need respect in the workplace, but mm-hmm. but does that translate over to your marriage? What you really need from your marriage, right? Yeah. Same thing with friends, and yeah. so this is really specific and unique to to um, to our marriage relationship. Well, I think what you said, you said it kind of seems mechanical. Which once again, if you've never had equipping of marriage, you know, we didn't have really good premarital. I mean, he was more worried about your salvation than equipping us for marriage, and I think. Man, learning these and these tools and being in the Word of God and listening to the Holy Spirit, it just gives us conversation starters. And it can say, this week, how are you feeling? Tell me a little bit about those needs, and let's talk about agape and what it means. And I think it's just, it's a really good tool to have in your marriage. So great. And in the theme of the whole night, the reality is it's going to cost you something to try to meet that need in your spouse. I know that you need affection, and I know that you need it from me, and and it costs me something every night. When I'm ready to go to bed, and uh, I'm ready on my side of the bed to have my side of the bed, and I know that the most significant thing for you in the whole day sometimes Mm -hmm. is if I'm willing to 
you know, hold you or snuggle with you mm-hmm. or pray with you in a way that's affectionate and that communicates something significant to you. And that, that's a simple, I'm, that, that sounds trivial that I'm saying that cost me something. I'm just trying to say it's going to cost you something mm-hmm. to meet your spouse's need. It's going to cost you thinking about them because their needs probably different than yours. Mm-hmm. And it's going to cost that, but it is so worth it for the sake of your spouse and for the sake of your team. Ultimately, for the sake of your own integrity, mm-hmm. to walk walk out the the salvation that you uh, have, thanks to the gift of Jesus. So, we're at the end of married people. This third session. Do you guys have any other comments as we wrap up? The only other thing that I have is I really enjoyed hearing the laughter oh, around yeah. the room. Right. And to see us delve into deep, deep things. And, and I know many of you listening um, are going through a hard time. Maybe this has uncovered a lot of stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, damage that has been going on in the background for a long time. And, and if that's you, I want to encourage you to keep going because this is, like you said, Sean, at the end, this is worth it. Mm-hmm. Investing in your marriage is, is worth it. And so for me, I, I loved, despite the heaviness, to hear the laughter around the room because after all there's nothing new under the sun so when we share vulnerably with other people then you get to see oh you struggle with that too and i love that god put that humor mm-hmm. as as a first step you know we tend to laugh when when we have things in common so uh, i'm just hopeful that we can continue to joyfully pursue health in our marriage That's great word the laughter is great 17 groups tonight of families i mean 17 couples Groups with couples gathered together discussing that's that's significant. Well, and I think it's important to point out that the devil's not for marriage, and then the devil uses isolation to just make you feel like you're alone in your marriage. With the, we're the only ones dealing with it. Shame, and shame, yeah. yeah, and condemnation. And we're not saying come here and from the stage, you know, just air it all. We're not saying that, but man, do not forsake the fellowship of believers because community is important. And we at Cypress Creek want to be a safe place and we want to equip couples wherever you are. If you're in it struggling and you want to give it up and turn in the towel, divorce, come talk to us. If you want to keep enriching, there's so many things that we want to be a part of. Yeah. Any last words, Taylor? I mean, I think my last words was in a Sean Stover quote of stay, stay the course mm-hmm. and um, wherever you are, it leads the question of what's your next step for you as a married couple? Maybe that next step is to continue to have these conversations and set aside attentional time together. Maybe it's joining a community group. Maybe it's reaching out for some marriage help and marriage counseling or individual help or individual yeah. counseling, but looking and reflecting on what's the next step to continue to pursue health and wholeness. Really good. You just gave a good list of next steps. Uh, Family life, these materials to have a weekend to remember. Uh, That's a getaway weekend. Another fabulous next step for you. Hope Restored has intensives here now in our area for couples that that do need a little bit more. In the back of the workbook uh, has a list of resources. Take advantage of those. And finally, I would just say, don't try to do everything that we just Mm -hmm. talked about. Please don't. Mm -hmm. Try to talking to me, Sean. Was that was that a, a direct jab uh, at me? If you happen to hear it that way, that was the Holy Spirit. Try to do one thing. Try yeah. to do one yeah. thing yeah. this week uh, that you believe will sacrifice, be a sacrifice mm-hmm. for you, maybe to help your marriage. Uh, maybe it's one of the last few exercises from the last few weeks. But just try to do something, one thing, uh, and watch how God blesses that and how it changes your marriage. 
Uh, that's true. Your marriage is worth it. You are worth it. And most importantly, God sees you. Thanks for listening to The Conversations podcast. Be a part of the conversation by sending questions about the Sunday message directly from ccc.guide or by emailing conversations at cypresscreekchurch.com. See you back for the next conversation.